the Holy Gospel, according to Mark, the seventh chapter. From there he set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the little dogs. But she answered him, sir, even the little dogs under the table eat the little crumbs of the little children. Then he said to her, for saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee into the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to the heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephephtha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Beloved is where we begin, even in odd passages like this one. I am reminded over and over again that as we wrestle with the Bible, and struggle with scripture, that we hold tight to the deep truth that God is the source of all goodness, the source of life, and the source of transformation. So beginning here, beginning with our feet grounded firmly in the love of God that is expansive, present, and transforming the world as we know it right now, we stumble into a story that does not flow so easily with the goodness of the God made known to us through Jesus. We know Jesus is difficult. Know that we wrestle with scripture sometimes in ways that feel like Jacob trying to wrestle a blessing out of God. And it certainly feels like struggling to wrestle something about the goodness of God present to us in this passage, where Jesus calls a woman by an ethnic slur, little dog. It speaks to who do you think you are? And I know so many things are lost in translation, lost over time and culture and context, and lost really in the whole interpretation of the text. And there is risk in losing the struggle in this passage by defending Jesus in the Gospel of Mark to try and explain something he might have said like this or trying to play around with the tone of his voice to mean something a little bit playful. I might actually lose the struggle in this passage. I was told on good working preacher authority not to defend Jesus in this passage not to explain what he might have said or why he might have said something so demeaning and condescending, at risk of losing the woman's audacity and losing her agency in partnering with God with us for the sake of God's healing work in the world. I don't think it's okay or that it makes sense. And I do think that's the point of this passage. 
It doesn't make sense what Jesus says to the Syrophoenician woman, and she knows it. There's no priority around the table. There's no waiting for certain people to receive Jesus's healing first over others. There's no hierarchy in the grace of God. I think she sees that God's love is spilling out with such abundance that even a few loaves of bread feed a huge crowd out of transformational generosity, and there are still leftovers. I think she sees that there's no priority or preference of the little ones Jesus cares for. The love, the healing, it all spills over with abundance, so much more abundance that people don't know what to do with it. The woman returns Jesus's insult. She says, even the little dogs eat the little children's little crumbs. But there's nothing little about the grace of God, and she knows it. Who does she think she is wrestling this blessing and healing from God? But why not her to see who God is and name what God's love can do? It's an odd moment in the gospel story, an odd moment for us hearers of the gospel to try and reconcile this story against the gracious and yeah, table-turning, shepherding, loving God with us known through Jesus. But I don't think it's a moment to be reconciled I believe it's a moment where we recognize the healing love of God exists beyond borders and boundaries of ethnicity and geography. It is a moment to recognize the love of God is more than enough and accessible to us right now. It's a moment we recognize the change of a course of living with the love of God that is present and more than enough. The moment reroutes the course of Jesus's ministry, at least geographically, Jesus changes the direction of his travels after this moment with a woman. He doesn't return back to where he came from, but instead goes on a strange route by way of Sidon, which really doesn't make sense because he ends up then later in the region of Decapolis. It's kind of like going from Tacoma up to Everett and then deciding to go all the way over to Yakima. And there's this moment that opens up the scope of his ministry to even the belittled ones even to the Gentiles. There's so many places of opening in this passage of the expansive grace of God flowing out and over through us. And then there's the up-close and personal healing of the man who by language or sight can't connect with his community, can't communicate. This story is unique to Mark, unique in the physicality of its healing as well. And it's unlike any other healing story that happens, unlike the woman's daughter being healed behind the scenes. The picture of the healing ministry of Jesus is very much visible in this passage. And Ephatha, translated here as being opened, as if through this man's healing now, people are also being open to the sense of the thing, being open to the sense of Jesus's ministry in the world. It's a moment when the truth of who Jesus is is loosened on the tongues of the people, loosened into the world. The more Jesus orders people not to tell anyone, the more they spread the news. Ephetha is a translation of the Greek word metanoia, a change of direction, the change of heart. And it compels us and challenges us on the limits we place on the world, the limits we place on God or what we understand about God and can constrict us from who we imagine God to be and what God can do. So be open today. 
be open to the work of God in your life, the work of love and healing, and be open to the possibilities that it might transform us. Thanks be to God.